I'm very, very relieved to be free. It feels very strange stepping out of the gate and not looking around to see if the police are watching me. I'm very, very happy and very happy to have the media ban, uh, ban lifted and been able to talk to the media and the public again. Hmm. But how was it like for you being uh, under house arrest for three years? What were some of the conditions of your arrest? Well, first of all, I was very lucky not to be in jail, and uh, that was quite a relief. That house arrest was a punishment, and it felt like a punishment. There was a complete loss of freedom. I couldn't travel anywhere. I had to have the police come to my house randomly any time of the day or night. And very restrictive for the children's life. We couldn't do anything as a family. Very tough on young children when we go to the park or go to the shop and get an ice cream. Suddenly, for three years, we could do nothing. Mm. Now, given these tough conditions uh, regarding your arrest, would you do it again? Would you assist those three men in um, ending their life? I have no regrets about what I did. I would have regretted it if I didn't help them. I would have regretted it for the rest of my life. The three men were all suffering unbearably and they had no hope of recovery and they were desperate to die. And importantly, they could not end their own lives. They had no option but to turn to help. And I, I didn't commit murder. I helped them end their own life. It was not murder. Now, what are your thoughts on sentiments that voluntary euthanasia and assisted suicide could lead to non-voluntary and involuntary uh, euthanasia? When the law changes, as it will, it will have very strict criteria attached to it. The person applying for assisted death must be mentally competent. There'll be a panel of people assessing their application, making sure there's no coercion, they, they do it on their own free will, and they must be suffering unbearably. These criteria will be strictly applied. And in countries where the law has changed, there's no indication of abuse of the law. So you basically believe that this uh, assisted suicide can be safely regulated by government? It'd be regulated by independent practitioners, yes. When we look at this debate around uh, uh, assisted suicide, would you say the debate is m- not about the right to die, but more about the right to help a patient kill themselves? It's about the right to have the option to end your life in a dignified way. We're all going to die, and the majority will probably have unpleasant death. This will give a person the option of saying, my time has come, I'm near the end, I don't want to wither away painfully and undignified I'd like to take my time now and end my life and say goodbye to my family in a dignified way. Mm. And, and I wanted to find out from you, Professor, are you in talks with government in terms of implementing uh, legislation that would allow euthanasia and assisted suicide? Because I already understand you are heading to court um, in terms of something that's similar in this regard. We have a double strategy. We're going to the court with an applicant, his name, Dieter Haag, he has motor neuron disease, and he has already presented his case to the High Court. If we lose his right to die, the High Court will take it all the way to the Constitutional Court. South Africa has one of the most liberal constitutions in the world, and we're confident that we will succeed. The theme of our constitution is dignity in life. We believe 
that dying is part of life and the Constitution will support Peter Halleck's right to have an assisted death.